Hey everybody, this is Jeremy checking in again from Alex Sharfin's team. This is part two of the panel discussion we had last week at the Billionaire Code Summit. If you didn't hear part one, definitely go back and listen because we get into some awesome topics around what it's like to have real momentum in your business and you'll hear it from their mouths. It's amazing. In this episode, they continue to talk about what it's like to begin to build a team and to get behind a team that begins to support this amazing company and how these entrepreneurs start to get out of the way and really allow their teams to thrive and their companies to grow and scale. I think you're really going to love this episode. I'm Alex Sharfin, and this is the Momentum Podcast, made for empire builders, game changers, trailblazers, shot takers, record breakers, world makers, and creators of all kinds. Those among us who can't turn it off and don't know why anyone would want to. We challenge complacency, destroy apathy, and we are obsessed with creating momentum so we can roll over bureaucracy and make our greatest contribution. Sure, we pay attention to their rules, but only so that we can bend them break them, then rewrite them around our own will. We don't accept our destiny, we define it. We don't understand defeat because you only lose if you stop, and we don't know how. While the rest of the world strives for average and clings desperately to the status quo, we are the minority, the few, who are willing to hallucinate there could be a better future, and instead of just daydreaming of what could be, we endure the vulnerability and exposure it takes to make it real. We are the evolutionary hunters, clearly the most important people in the world, because entrepreneurs are the only source of consistent, positive human evolution, and we always will be. So up, up to this point, um, I feel like uh, a lot of the innovation in my business has come from me. Um, but what Alex was saying earlier is like, uh, you know, it be, begins to come from the team. But like, the amount of innovation I've done, I have a hard time just envisioning that. So maybe you could, one of you could speak to that. Yeah, I actually have a specific example from the last week. But um, so first of all, Alex has to beat it into all of our heads. Like you are totally replaceable. Like you think you're a special snowflake, like you're not. Uh, which is a little ego hit maybe, but it's but it's totally true. Um, in, in the last week, uh, one, one of the things we do is some of the clients we serve um, happen to cause a huge influx in our, our daily shipments out the door for about a week period of time. And when we started um, with Cadence a year and a half ago, every time that happened, it broke our delivery like beyond belief. It was, it was the biggest problem we had when we started. And, and so we fixed it and got better. And then, you know, things grew. We broke delivery again. And we broke delivery three or four times now. But the last time this happened, it was so completely seamless that what work capacity that we put out in like a week and a half, a year and a half ago, happened before 2 p.m. in one afternoon um, with the same size team, by the way. We aren't adding a whole bunch of people to that division. They can just do like many times the amount of work and almost the entirety of innovation that allowed that to happen came from the team that was actually implementing it. Like they are pure brilliant and they're doing that process every day. And I, I have been surprised and blown away that as soon as you just let people know what the goals are and you let them know that they have permission to innovate and make our company better, they all have freaking brilliant 
ideas to do that. And I'm like, wow, I should have thought of that a long time ago. That's really, really good. But our company is so much better for uh, creating a, a wider brain trust than just me. Yeah, this one has been huge for me because you'll actually really hurt your company if you think you're the only one who can come up with new ideas. Seriously, because you're not in the day, like ideally you're not in the day to day. So how are you going to know what needs to be fixed and what's the problems? Like, so what I've done is anybody reports to me that if they ever come to me and they're like, man, we really struggled with this or whatever. I'm like, well, what do you think we should do? I never come up with an answer, like never. And then I'll give feedback on it. And I usually have better feedback than if I had to come up with a whole answer because I've got like a foundation to work with and I can just put like a cherry on top of that. But <laughs> um, you really will hurt. Like they know better because they're actually doing the job all day long. And, and so you have to create an environment and a culture that they feel like I can come and say, hey, we're, why are we doing it this way? It's taking double the time or like this is a better way or our clients would be happier doing it this way, whatever it is. You have to be the leader to say like that's okay here. And then once you do, it's, it's amazing. And so I've like beat that into my team of like, I've told my team, like, the only time I'll be mad is if we do something and you didn't tell me you thought it was going to be a bad idea and you just, like, let it happen and you didn't speak up. And, like, so I want that. And so I, I teach it to my leadership team, too, is if someone's coming to you with an idea or a problem, don't solve it for them because that's just, like, enabling it forever that you're going to solve all the problems and come up with the solutions. And so that's like the rule. You have to come with an answer. And if they don't, I just ask them, well, what do you think we should do? And so now they're used to it. They've never come to me with a question without an answer. So if you want a mantra for that one, the, the thing for you to think when you're talking to your team is solving does not serve. Like somebody comes to you with a problem, do not solve them. It does not serve. In yeah. fact, here's the, there's such a massive difference. If somebody comes to you with a problem and you coach them to the same solution you would have created, it's infinitely more effective than if you just tell them what to do. So sorry, Daniel. Oh, and ahead. also to, to further answer your question, um, you know, you created your business from nothing. Am I right? You didn't create it from no, nothing? No, his dad did it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you and your dad, your dad, yeah. somebody, most of us here, did you create your business from yes. nothing? Yes. Um, I mean, to, I always equate it as push, like pushing a boulder up a cliff and it's just like doing the impossible. And if you're in this room, you've gotten up there. <laughs> and, and by the time you get up there, you're tired and you've lost all perspective and the people coming into your team have a fresh perspective. So they're going to have fresh new ideas that are, 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 are awesome. Yeah, no doubt. Um, let's throw the mic right over there. Gosh, I love this panel. I don't want it to end. Hey, guys. Um, could you just talk about what a normal day looks like for you now after you're out of the day today? <laughs> Daniel's on Facebook all day. <laughs> oh, not anymore. <laughs> um, I do. I mean, I'm on a lot of t team meetings. Um, two days a week. So Mondays are like my heaviest meeting day. So I'll go to like a leadership meeting um, with my leadership team. I'll be on the, I'm on the marketing meeting right now. I'm super involved with marketing. I will go on, sometimes I'll go on team meetings and I don't, I've had to like coach myself through, like I don't say anything because I get so much intel. So I have, my company's an agency. And so my biggest part of my company is all of our ads managers and our ads team. And so we have, they have a weekly Monday meeting and I go to it as much as I can. I don't absolutely have to be there for it to run, 
But what I do is I, I get so many ideas by listening to them talk because we'll ask them questions like what went well last week and what didn't. And they'll just like talk. And I've made it a rule. Like I cannot come up with a solution on that meeting. Um, but I get so much from it because then I can see things that nobody else really can. So that's how I treat team meetings for the most part. I don't run them, but I go to them. I'm still connecting with my team. I'm still brainstorming with them, especially the people who report to me. And then on the days that I don't have team meetings, um, for me, it's a lot of content creation. I have a podcast. Um, we send out videos, you know, for potential clients. So it's going to look different, like what you have to do. But for me, like my job is content creation. And then also, honestly, like I have two days where, like I said, I create time to do whatever. So I go to an acupuncture appointment. I go to EMDR therapy. Like I, I do those things to that so I can better myself so I can become a better leader so that we can go to the next level. And uh, to piggyback on that, I'm also, I'm doing all the things now that I couldn't do when I was in all those years of pain and putting out fires. And all that pain and putting out fires took its toll on my body, it fucked me up. I gained a ton of weight, and so now I'm spending time on self-care, which I never, uh, I thought it was weird when you were talking about that when I first heard it, <laughs> but I'm doing it. Um, and, um, and, and doing all the other things that I didn't have time for, like living in the future and thinking about what's gonna grow the movement and what's gonna motivate our customers and and finally doing a podcast and, um, and, and really doing more of the high level thought about the future. Um, and, and since I've let go, we've grown faster. <laughs> yeah, so that's my day is, is a lot of that. And I have a four hour doc, so I know what to, to do. Thanks to Iki wrote it for me. Alex, I can go till 4.15. I have no idea what time it is, but if you want to push it. 3.58. Yeah. But if we can go 15, that would be awesome. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. So, <laughs> Wallace, do you want to answer the same question about what does your day look like? I mean, I'm embarrassed uh, to tell everybody what my day looks like. <laughs> but uh, we, we've just created space for a lot of stuff that I thought wouldn't possibly fit in. Um, so, for me, the things that have wedged in have been self-care items and have been... Uh, chances to be with our kids. So really my my whole team shows up. Uh, we still work in like a brick and mortar office. We don't have a virtual team, but my whole team shows up at 8 a.m. Um, I, by 8 a.m., have been to the gym and had breakfast and maybe sat in the sauna and maybe gone for a walk. Um, Ashlyn and I have spent a little bit of time together. We've done daily planning. Um, so as everybody's rolling in, I'm like getting my kids ready for school and Ashlyn and I are dropping the kids off. And really the the, the hard start for me to be engaged after all of that is our huddle we do at 9 45 a.m so um, that really is my hard start uh at 9 45 so do the huddle um any uh, cadence meetings we need to be part of so for example coming up on monday i've got a 9 45 huddle we do a 10 a.m weekly commit meeting i do my three weekly one-on-ones on monday and that is all that i have scheduled for monday because I've been able to create space in the rest of that to uh, do content creation or just, you know, if, if there's a project coming up, anything we're thinking about. And my my days on Tuesday and Wednesday look really similar to that. Oh, I also didn't mention everything is, is done so that by three o'clock we can go pick up kids from school um, as well. So my days look like that basically Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday 
I don't have anything scheduled on my books except for the daily huddle. Um, you know, I, it, it's, it's not, it's not that I don't work. I work. It's just, we've created wide open space so that when something hits, when we have this huge project, I now need to take up, I don't have to go when in the world am I going to work on that? I know I have like a solid percentage, a solid 40% of, of, of my work week time cleared so that I can work on that. Um, or if, if a, uh, an idea comes up, if there's something I want to pursue, you know, sometimes we'll get, we'll get really excited about it. Hey, now's the time, you know, we have this in on our monthlies and like, now's the time we can hit this really hard for two days. That space is already there. Yeah. That's so awesome. Uh, Wallace, I want just, this is for all of you objectively. Do you feel like having less responsibility in the business has made you more effective in the business? Massively because the things that, um, that I think I'm best at, I can actually do now. Yeah. So any of those real responsibilities that I had that were like hard scheduled or, or that put out a fire, most of those were really outside of my real area of brilliance. Um, so what all this space does is it allows what I'm, what I'm really good at and what I'm passionate about. It allows me to put the time into that, which is the way that I can be the most valuable for the business for sure. Heck yeah. Um, Emily, same thing for you. Like, same question. Does, has creating all of, because here's, here's the fear, the unspoken fear in the room is if I give up, give up control, it's not going to run as well, right? How many of you guys are feeling that way? Like, you just can't possibly see how you could give up this level of control. And what was that? So um, how's it worked for you, Emily? Can I, like, quickly, can I touch and say all these things we're talking about, I think this is true of all three of us. It's not that the business works, like we're breaking records <laughs> monthly on, on production of the business. So it, it doesn't just work, like it works better than it ever has worked ever yeah. in the past. So important. Oh yeah, so as far as that for me, I think the biggest thing that slowed me down was that I, and I didn't realize until you get out of it is like the decision-making fatigue and I'll notice if I get back in it where I'm like, just maybe have a crazy week because I was on vacation the week before, whatever happens and it's like, man, I cannot be as effective as I am when I have that space. So that's why the business grows because you're able to see so much farther ahead and so much clearer and be able to make decisions easier than when you couldn't and when you like could barely see through the end of the day. And I think that's, for me, that's been the biggest thing is like, I didn't know I needed that space until you have that space. And then you realize I am never going back to not having that space. And your business keeps growing. Like, and it's not like you're like tomorrow, like, okay, like I'm giving up all the control. Like you're putting in systems and then giving up the control. So you build the confidence to do it once you see how capable your team is with the right system in place. Sure. For us, we keep growing. I'm still new to feeling like a passenger, so I'm still figuring out what I should do each day. It's, it's still confusing. Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening again this week. We always appreciate it. And if you're looking to lower the pressure and noise in your own business, really start to build game-changing teams and scale your contribution to a massive level, then head on over to billionairecode.com forward slash apply dash now. That's billionairecode.com forward slash apply dash now.